When you feel your voice is not being heard, please consider calling the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. The show wants to be the vehicle you can use to express your opinion or get your issue out to a larger audience. We're living in a time that we can no longer allow others to speak on our behalf. If you wish to be a guest on the show and discuss on the show what's important to you, call James T. Deshaies at 407-394-9819. Your issue or focus can be placed on the calendar. The show is live seven days a week. We can no longer reside in the shadow of life. It's imperative that we're on top of the issues that impact our lives now and in the future. USI never had it so good. 101.1 Radio, the best R&B and hip-hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the biz. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're on seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. 
We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. Truly, I'm here because I enjoy being given the opportunity to talk to those of you who call in and those of you who listen and talk about the things that are clearly having an effect on us as a nation and an effect on people of color. Uh, Today is a very serious discussion that I would like to have with those of you who are listening and those of you who are willing to call in and talk to me. It is uh, that every man has the right to peace, joy, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, We have the right to use those talents that have been given to us uh, to create an environment for us to live in peace, for us to create joy and to pursue a living or a life that makes us happy. It is clear to me uh, that there are people in our country, a segment of white America, that feels as though people of color don't deserve the right uh, to live comfortably. They don't deserve the right to move freely. And they don't deserve the right uh, to breathe without fear of detriment to their existence. There have been a few instances recently where people have been denied all types of liberties, some of which would be thought of as um, automatic. When a man cannot sit comfortably in his home, the home that he pays money uh, to enjoy without uh, anyone creating a disturbance, but yet we've had a man who was in his home doing whatever he wanted to do, and the peace was disrupted by a cop who felt that he no longer deserved to live. And then in Florida, which has a has a very long history of mistreating people of color, have young men who have the right uh, to go and come as they please in in Tallahassee, a city full of college students who did not have the right to visit a friend without having a white American pull a gun on them who didn't even live in the place that they were visiting. So we find ourselves in a situation where white America has deemed it necessary uh, to police us in a fashion uh, that they are not have not been given authority to do. 
imposing their will on our freedoms as though they have the right to because of the color of their skin. This is getting to the point where it is difficult for the majority of us to live in peace without questioning how we are being dealt with on a day-to-day basis. And I think it is time to send a message across the country that these behaviors of people of white Americans will not be tolerated. We won't tolerate people just coming into our homes or denying us public access to areas that everyone should have the right to go in without being persecuted. It seems as though the hands of time are turning backwards without asking a lot of people of color whether or not we are going to allow it. Indeed, we haven't talked about this in this situation with a man being shot in his home by a white police officer happened over a week ago. I also provided you with information that four high college students from FAMU had a weapon pulled on them uh, by an individual who suggested he was protecting the environment of a dormitory, which he didn't even live in. Uh, These things seem to be happening too often without there being some serious repercussions for people who think they can now dictate the comings and goings of people of color. But, James, first of all, I want to thank you. And uh, after these uh, recent episodes of what you are talking about, I need to thank you for making it possible for us to have a voice in all of this. Uh, you know, uh, there is a obvious strong effort to even stifle our voice, to stifle the news that that's being given to us and in, 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 in particular in these instances that you're speaking of. Um, I have been emotionally distressed today uh, behind the information that's been given about the shooting, uh, particularly the one in um, in Dallas, Texas. Um, you know, in dealing with this and 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 the report. Uh, the news report uh, that's been given um, when it came down to the Texas Rangers taking over the investigation. <clears throat> now, first, before I go there with that, um, I want to 
really be thankful for the fact that the state of Texas has a um, a state attorney, a woman of color, and she seems to be very adamant to reassure the public that uh, they were, that even the state attorney's office will get down to the bottom of this, alongside or uh, uh, even after the fact, whatever the supposed Texas Rangers, which is the equivalent of the um, GBI in Georgia and probably the Florida investigation there in Florida. Uh, they are the state police. All right. Now, when it came down to the uh, explanation uh, by the the news agencies in that area and the, and the news agencies that we get, uh, they was all but pardoning uh, the activity of the police officer. You can tell in their demeanor of explaining what, were ha- what was happening, um, it was very friendly in her behalf, all right? And then to add insult to injury, uh, they now have said that they had obtained a search warrant to go into the shooting victim's establishment. Now, this is the first for me. Uh, a person that has no probable cause cause for you to go into his establishment, surely he's dead. He don't have a right or, or, or say in anything. But for them to obtain a search warrant to go into his establishment, as opposed to no search warrant going into her establishment, I found literally and blatantly outrageous. So uh, the clergy in that area, uh, they seem to be well established, and they are, they are very boisterous behind all of this. And so, uh, again, thank you for your efforts for coming out and giving us the opportunity to say something about this. I appreciate you. One of the things uh, that I see in this situation is that it doesn't matter at all to me whether or not everything she said is true. This man had a right to be in an apartment that he paid rent for. He had the right to be in the dark if she if what she suggested is true. He had the right to have his door ajar and still not have anyone cross his threshold. He had a right not to listen to any demands given by anybody while he sat quietly in his own. He was not under any obligation to listen to anybody telling him what to do when he was peacefully and legally in the place he was supposed to be in. Now, that said, she had every obligation to make sure she went to her apartment. She had every obligation to make sure she was on the right floor. She had every obligation to make sure she entered the right apartment. And if she did all of those things wrong, she did not we we don't we don't need to hear that she made a mistake. There were too many steps 
that were required to get what she got that should have given her information that she was going to the wrong place. And the fact that she accidentally shot somebody falls on deaf ears because, D, none of us could have claimed the same thing. We couldn't have gone to anybody's house at any time of night, no matter how tired we were, pulled out a weapon and shot the person who was the owner of that dwelling or was legally legally had the right to be there. So to me, it's an open and shut case. I don't want to hear nothing about what you thought or what you perceived or none of that because you were us every day are under an obligation to make sure that every step we take is legal. And when it isn't, we have to pay the price. Well, James, if you are you still uh, referring to me? Yes. Okay, very good. Well, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, your your primary show was to unveil the attitude that seems to be prevalent again today in 2018, the attitude of the white privilege. And, um, you know, like you, uh, I wanted to believe that uh, – we had not gotten back to that. But as we can surely see on a daily basis and without hesitation, um, they seem to be willing and readily available to exercise what they believe is their privilege to, first of all, protect one another from uh, from criminal activity, uh, to make you and any of us, any people of color, as uncomfortable as they possibly can, no matter what your dwellings are or what your work environment may be. Um, so, again, uh, the dog crystal uh, scenario seems to be very true and alive and well. Now, uh, you know, in, in light of all of that, uh, the conversation is not readily available. That conversation won't be had unless you, the concerned person, were to bring that conversation up. And then, uh, uh, as an experiment, I would uh, employ anybody to even bring it up in conversation, and you will see how the white privilege works, because they will quickly make excuses for one another in the way of protecting one another, and and then they would be willing to flip the script in some kind of way. Um, so, you know, it, it's damaging. It's, it's highly unfortunate and highly uncomfortable to live in this time and era for me. Uh, Cheryl, I just um, find it unbelievable uh, that a young man in his 20s who worked every day, went to church on a regular basis, living peaceful in his apartment, 
has never been um, in conflict with the police is now dead, and we are feeling as though there's there's a possibility that the perpetrator might get off. And we feel like that because there have been times when things were done that we thought that there was no way the person going to get off, and they did. Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? Um, I was hearing bits and pieces of the story, and um, not really, um, I didn't get a chance to read a full article on it or anything. But what I did hear and from what I, you know, heard from you, I can't imagine um, a person losing their life, and like you said, in the comfort of their own home, only just to answer the door and to find themselves, you know, being shot. Um now, that same situation happened when I was living in New Orleans. Uh, um, a young boy, 16 years old, opened a door, and he was faced with bullets. And this other guy, but it was black-on-black crime, and the guy who shot him, he went to jail. And it wasn't um, manslaughter. It wasn't trying to get a lesser sentence. He went to jail for murder. Um, Now, if I'm not mistaken, I'm understanding that the um, young lady who did the killing, the shooting, that she may be trying to go for manslaughter. And at what point... I'm sure she's going to try to find a way to get out of it, but she's being charged right now with manslaughter with the possibility of it being increased uh, to murder, but we don't know that as of yet. There are a lot of things that are still uh, coming out that are uh, that don't line up with what she initially said. She initially said that the door was ajar and uh, that that's what allowed her to open it up. Well, she had to say that because her key wouldn't work in the door. Uh, then the there's questions, uh, D, about whether the door was ajar because the door is, the door is outfitted with uh, one of those clo- self-closing mechanisms that you cannot leave the door ajar that it automatically locks uh, and it closes itself. So everything that these, all these things uh, are starting to fall in place that disproves what she says because other people are saying they heard her knocking on the door and saying, let me in. Uh, So there is obviously something that is not coming together are all the things that she suggested are not uh, playing out to be true. Well, first of all, let me address something that you said. 
not the fact that she's trying to get off. Uh, it's the fact that those in in the department areas are trying to assist the fact uh, that they, they they want her to get off. Um, it was my understanding of the day that um, uh, when the uh, second responders, not the first responder, and not the and not the emergency responders, but when when she was taken into custody. Oh, and and, and 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 but let's remember, she wasn't taken into custody immediately. It was it took three days later for her to be taken into custody. But uh, the person that was a department thirty miles away came to uh to the scene to help question her at that time. And you know, you know, there there seems now that the Texas Rangers. After taking the affidavit or the sworn, the sworn statement from her, uh, a one-page statement uh, with very little detail, um, they are there. There's this fear that the law enforcement departments will try to protect their own. All right, even so far, even to go so far now as to obtain a search warrant on the dead man's apartment. Now, first of all, let me start right there. You know, uh, there has nothing been said about this man that only that he was a part of a, a man's fraternity, uh, an avid church goer, uh, sings in the choir, people at his funeral, which was a lot of white people, had nothing but great things to say about this guy. Now, for them to go out and obtain a search warrant, to a dead to the dead man's the victim's apartment, and to say that marijuana was found in the apartment, it it shows me that there's a blatant attempt to defamate his character in an effort to soften the blow that may be deserving of the shooting officer. Okay. Now, also a a, to, a toxicology uh, blood blood. Um, Sample was taken from her at the scene by the by the EMT. All right. Now, why would they do that? Uh, they must have had some uh, idea that she was intoxicated. All right. So, um, it, a lot of things don't add up. You know, they said that he had a red, bright red doormat in front of his door, even though her her door is directly below his. She doesn't have a doormat like that at all. So for her, and then her explanation for not seeing the doormat was that she had a, a bunch of groceries in her hand and 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 was unable to see the doormat that was sitting there. So the white privilege man, um, you know, it's it's going to be really bad. Um, but it seems as though that people, the people of color in Texas, are right, uh, they're Johnny on the spot, and if, you know, and Al Sharpton might not even get a risk. Because he just got finished with the Clearwater thing, and here we go again. Thank you. The issue for me, Cheryl, is, and let me give you some additional information. This man was in this house. The earnest on, was on her to go to the right apartment. He was in the right apartment. So she went to the fourth floor. That was an opportunity for her to know she was on the wrong floor. Um, he had a bright red doormat 
at the front of his room, and she had a large plant at the front of her door. So the doors were different. She could not have gotten in his apartment if it were locked. And it has been proven that the door could not be ajar because it was self-locking. We all know about doors that are self-locking. Very few doors at hotels or apartments don't have a door that closes or locks automatically. That is the norm. So how she gained entry is not important. You were at the wrong place at the wrong time, and you did something uh, that was detrimental to the homeowner. So I'm sorry you you did something accidentally. People go to jail every day uh, for doing uh, having accidents. Okay, so to me, you can't not share anything that would mean that is going to change that should change the outcome of your situation. Please must. Don't get a free pass to kill a Negro. Well, it's not that they get a free pass, it's they're trying to give her a free pass. And you're right. I mean, it doesn't matter. And, you know, and we've heard many a times, um, and Pastor Smith has told us, you know, right here about the cover-ups. And we know how they can do for their own as far as trying to cover up or trying to um, plant things on the scene that wasn't there or to tell a story that's, you know, that's not true. Um, But I don't believe in my heart that none of that is going to get her off. No matter how much covering up that they do right now, or how they change the story, because like you said, and um, Dee was saying about the noises that was um, that people were saying that they heard her, you know, banging on the door, they, the things that they heard. And that's the thing, you know, that's one thing. You never know who's watching you. So when you try to change your story, you got a whole lot of witnesses that's coming from somewhere that you had not anticipated on being there or being visible because you thought that you heard something. Because I know there's a lady, my mom and them is in the process of building, um, rebuilding a house, and there are grown people that come over there, and they've broken the window, and they've done things, and the lady crossed the street and um, doors down diagonally, says she has her binoculars, and she sees everything that's going on. So, and you know, we got nosy people. Everybody, they may not be visible where you can see them. Now, the lady with the binoculars, that's not being nosy. That's just being, you know, to see what's going on in her neighborhood. And like she told my sister, she's not going to approach them because, you know, you're not going to approach nobody that's doing something because you're not going to lose your life over something that does not have anything to do with you. And pretty much the same thing that I'm hearing here. Nobody's going to come out to their door and say, well, miss, or anything, or or try to find out what's going on. They're going to hear it 
They're going to talk about it later, but they're not going to get involved. We don't have many people today that's going to get involved because it's too life risk, you know, risk for you to get involved. But now you may hear all of the everything that's going to come out, but it's going to prove, you know, what her real intentions were. And then why are you approaching somebody's door with a gun? So that means you have the intent to want to go up on somebody to kill them. Now, you may have gotten the wrong person, but your intent is still there because you don't have no reason to pull your gun out. So, I mean, I just feel like everything is going to come out. She's going to be exposed. Anybody who's trying to cover it up is going to be exposed, and she's going down. And that's what should happen without question. Uh, what she should be doing is trying to plea bargain because it should be an ongoing conclusion, uh, D, that she has got to spend some jail time. We cannot allow police officers to be going around killing people and then them saying, oops, I'm sorry. Uh, and and that's, look, and that's kind of what it's gotten to, even though we've had a maybe three uh, different uh, conviction, uh, but there are a lot more incidences where people of color are being killed. So three uh, incident incidents of uh, convictions is not enough. And then when you're dealing with people who seemingly think it's okay to pull their weapons out, I was as I was reading about the FAMU situation where this man wanted to not, to deny uh, these uh, college students entering into a dormitory, and he brandished his, his gun. It is my understanding that even when you're given a concealed permit to carry a gun, you cannot brandish it as a way to tell people or show people that you might hurt them. It is only uh, legal to pull it out when you find yourself in danger and uh, pulling it out to use it. And so here this man is brandishing a gun, just like in Clearwater, looking for an opportunity to kill people of color. We cannot be subject to these stupid and ignorant people who find themselves wanting to gun down people of color. Well, Jane, let me address that first right there. Uh, when you say that uh, even though a person may have a concealed weapon permit, it does not give them the permission or the right to banish that gun in the, in the way of intimidation. Well, you know, uh, that is very true. Now, you know, first of all, let me also let me say that the, uh, the the state attorney's office in Dallas, you know, for them to go for the manslaughter charge, that was that was the way to go. We have known in the past that for them to charge immediately for a murder one charge, that charge has a tendency to slide through the crack, and and then the person will get off scot free because you uh, you uh, inadvertently charge them with the with the wrong offense. All right. So the manslaughter charge is a good charge. That'll hold that'll hold that person in check for a minute. Now back to your point. Um, you know, since the Trayvon Martin incident, all right, 
And since the 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 current dog whistles by gun enthusiasts, all right, um, it is evident to me that a person that banished a weapon in the, in the way of intimidation, all right, these gun enthusiasts, with the help of, of with with the help of the internet, will come to each other's defense, and they will. They will uh, accumulate the funds necessary for an adequate lawyer, defense lawyer, to represent this person to find a loophole in the laws to keep them from doing jail time. Uh, uh, the, the Zimmerman case was a prime example of that. You know, so when it comes down to these uh, persons uh, being a-holes, you no, know, they they stand they stand together. Uh, it's a white privilege now. All right, and so uh, we have to actually get somebody on board to question this activity. Um, you know, there's not enough people questioning um, the activity behind these actions. Uh, especially when it comes down to be almost, and and it's not almost, it's quite evident, it's epidemic proportion. It's happening too readily. And so, um, um, and again, I'm glad that they have a uh, a person of color being, being the state of attorney there in Dallas because she seems to be very sure of the fact that justice will be served regardless. And it's it's just um, gotten to the place where white privilege has um, raised its head in so many different places. If you take that situation in Tallahassee and you say, okay, this man brandished a gun at four African-Americans and had one of those African-Americans had a concealed gun permit, soon as he brandished that gun, that would have given them a right to fire on him. Now, you and I know that if four African-Americans found themselves in that situation and they shot that uh, band dead, they would be held accountable. And see, these are the kinds of things where the laws are written, but they're written for, to me, as though it's okay for white men to live behind this law, but you African-Americans better not try to. And so, Cheryl, we find ourselves in situations where laws are written but can't be used by people of color. Well, isn't how convenient is that? And you're right, that's what we find ourselves. We find ourselves that there'll be, but not only that, that laws only stand for um, for us, but it's not enforced for them. So that's what we got a lot of crookedness going on. You know, we don't have a lot of truth. We don't have justice. You know, and that's why so many families are broken up when they lose a loved one. And it's not bad enough that they lose the loved one, but then they don't get the fair justice. You know, 
I mean, can you imagine losing your child and here somebody is trying to get the person who did it off the hook? I mean, or whatever the situation may be, you know, whatever a person is dealing with the victim, then the person who has done it, they trying their best to get off. And, I mean, how unfair is that? That's not justice at all. And it should be where the punishment, fit, the crime fits the punishment. It should not have less punishment because of who they are or what their status is or none of those things. If it goes for one, it goes for all. And we have to, like you said, that's why we have to start standing up for the injustice and not allowing that because guess what? People have been treating us the way that we have been allowing them to treat us. And indeed, we can't we can't let any we can't allow any situation to to to, to just go by without us bringing some account to it. Because you know when we sit and we let something go like uh, mucking around. Uh, that like the uh, candidate for the GOP used uh, is though he doesn't know what the monkey, what keyword monkey means. Because when we let little things like that go, that allow big things like shooting somebody by accident. You see, to me, you didn't shoot them by accident. You purposely took your gun out. You purposely pulled the trigger. And they were purposely hit. Now that they are dead, you need to be held accountable. There is no accident. Because uh, if you allow this to go by, there will be even more accidents. Well, that's very true man. Um, you know, um, It, it, it has to be addressed. Um, you know, we've always heard the, the term of, of uh, social injustice. This is what we're talking about, you know. Um, and then, and then, in modern times, in 2018, all right, they want to challenge what is true. You know, I've been hearing about the Paul, Paul Manafort. And uh, and the fact that he's about ready to cut a deal with um, with the prosecutors, you know, they they don't want even they don't care what the infractions are that uh, behind this white privilege. You know, the white white is white syndrome is being published again in in, in the way uh, in in the newspaper is white right. All right, and that's a term from the old Jim Crow days. So. You know, the fact that nobody cares, especially when it comes down to the white white privilege now, don't, don't care what the facts are. You know, Donald Trump had thrown that thing out real hard. You know, if you hear the facts, the facts are not what they what they want is not true. You know, Sarah Sanders uh, blurted out uh, they are alternative facts. All right? And then Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani says, uh, Truth is not true. 
So they are massaging the white privilege mindset that no matter what you do, you do what you do, like the stand your ground law. You do what you do, like Trump said at his rally. Go ahead and punch him out, and I'll pay for your legal bill. Hey, you know, and that's what they expect. That's what's happening to us. You know, that they are doing what they've always wanted to do. Look, to be politically correct was a thorn in their side. You know, the redneck or the asshole, or, that's what I call them, they, they have no... They have no class to be uh, courteous. Common courtesy, common courtesy is not in their forte. All right, they want to speak their mind. That's, you know, when you hear that the 38 percent or the 40 percent, when they speak about Trump, no matter what he does, no matter what his immoral activities are, the defense that they have of him is he speaks his mind, and that's what they love. So, they, speaking your mind, the First Amendment, speaking your mind, pulling a gun on you. Me banishing my gun and 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 then frightening you, you know. I'm standing in and I come come up to your window. I'm hollering at your wife, and you can't do nothing about it. That's that's their First Amendment right, and they think they think they they paint that with a broad brush, and so that's what we're having to deal with here. Thank you, Jane. Um, let me uh, digress just a short time and. I just want to give uh, Regina an opportunity to tell us how things are going. Uh, Regina, we're talking about uh, the young man that was was killed by a female police officer in Dallas, but uh, please let us give you an opportunity to tell us that you're safe and uh, how uh, your thoughts are related to uh, being in the midst of this hurricane. Well, good evening. Good evening. I was <clears throat> I've come on several times this week, and I was hoping to catch you guys. And I said, let me try to catch them in the last few minutes. But my family and I are safe. Um, this week, I've been filling sandbags, making sure that that everybody had what they need had what they needed. Um, we've been out of school since. See, we went Monday, and after Monday, they shut down because we serve as a large um, area of respite for for other people who were escaping the storms. So our schools serve as um, shelters. So we've had that opportunity. But for my school district, because while the schools were out, Somebody came, uh, one of the school board members who is also a homeless advocate said, well, our children probably are not eating well. So we've been serving lunches at some of the schools, and we've even served in my neighborhood. So if you go to my Facebook page, you will see all of the people who were involved in this massive effort to take food, cook food from the district kitchens, and take it into the neighborhoods to feed the children, and you didn't have to be a part of our school district, and you're supposed to have been 18 and under, but if you came and you you even said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm 18 and under, and you look like you're 65, you were not going to be turned around. 
it was a wonderful, wonderful day. So we just Amen. ask for your prayer. Um, we're looking at flooding, flooding here. And so um, we we know, we know who's in charge of the wind and the rain. So we're just going to be praying for each other here and be ready to move on with his work the following week. We we're glad to hear that, and it, it it does my heart good. Um, I don't, you know, I'm glad to hear the government, even though uh, they have the rules, any rules. Um, when you're in danger and you're being told you've got to evacuate, uh, that uh, mm-hmm. those kind of rules need to be thrown out the door. I know here in Florida, they when the storm comes, they they disregard the toll system. Um, they disregard the requirement uh, to to pay to get into the homeless shelters, and uh, so it just mm. it should be a given uh, that you provide walk, food and water for everyone in need. That you don't told to leave their house. I mean, you don't told me to leave my house, and my refrigerator might be filled with food. And so, yeah. uh, what do you want me to do if I don't have any money to buy food? Because you told me to leave. Uh, that should be just a given. Uh, so Cheryl, yeah. you know, sometimes when people, uh, uh, do something and they want kudos for it, it's because it should, it ain't no reason for you to get kudos because that should be a given. Right. And, you know, we, um, we are expecting people to come together and to make a difference in the lives of those who are, um, going through this period of time and like you said you don't they don't we don't have time you know because in everything that we do for others God get the glory so don't look yes. for it for yourself you know yes. allow him to get the glory for doing the work now if you're doing the work for recognition and it's almost that you don't even need to be doing it because there's going to be somebody else that will step up to the plate and do it. But yeah. um, it's a time that everybody needs to come together, you know, to contact anybody in those areas that we know, um, send out whatever we possibly could. And, no, we don't mm-hmm. have it. We don't have it even more so. So and just think about what we would want at the time if something happened to us like this. You know, we can take and put aside some of those unnecessary things and start doing something, you know. And even if we have people that's close to that area, once they have these shelters and stuff, somebody that's close to the area, because I know when we were um, at a place, um, we put together, we sent clothes, we sent food to Charleston when they were going through that time. Mm. So it's all being something. And there's always somebody that may have the transportation, that may not have the um, the things, the items that they need, but then other mm-hmm. people will have items, and then some people can't go, but they will be willing to donate money for the gas. So that's why when we can yes. all come yes. and be able to do certain things that um, to help, you know, help people, just think about it if you were in that position. You know, we don't have time to be thinking about, well, I know they had this amount and they should have that. We don't have time to be thinking about 
things we have to be thinking about putting ourselves in their place. What will we want to happen for us? How will we want to be taken care of? And then not only that, reaching out to other people, you know, to say, look, I can only do this. What can you do? You know, some people can just do, I mean, give certain, you know, give monetarily, and somebody is willing to do other things. So that's how we have to get together and to make things happen and to do for each other. James. Yes. Um, I'm going to text uh, Francis after after a while and see if with with your permission, if we might be able to replay this because what Cheryl just said, I would not be able to say it any better. Um, one thing that I've been saying across the city as I've been going around to different groups is to please check on your neighbors because the word, the buzzword now is you ask somebody how they're doing. They say, I'm good, I'm good, but are they really good? The first of the month has passed. We're not quite there to the 15th yet. So people really, you know, they don't have money stored for emergencies. These emergency, what what is it, emergency fund, rainy day funds, they're almost non-existent. So I'm thankful for what Cheryl just said in that, if somebody might not have a car, but somebody else has a gas, everybody pooling together. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Uh, let me ask, are your lights still on in Columbia? Mine are. All, and, and believe you me, it hasn't even hit Columbia yet. It's coming up from Myrtle Beach. It's downgraded to a tropical a tropical storm. And so in some areas the lights are off, but they're trying to get them back on. But for the majority of us, the lights are on right now. We shouldn't see anything other than um, until, what's tomorrow, Saturday? Maybe Saturday evening. If you get really, really, really bad. Well, I I just like like I say sometimes, you know, we have people like our president so prepared and ready to take uh, a bow uh, for doing what he is required to do, and uh, never reaching what what he's supposed to do. And so, in time, doing these kind of disasters. We certainly need to be doing exactly what uh, it seems that you all are doing uh, because in the state of Florida, we provide dinner for students at the uh, at the uh, youth centers uh, across the country, across the state, I'm saying, uh, by means of the schools preparing meals for after-school programs uh, because people yeah. just are aware some of these kids are not getting uh, a, a, a dinner that they need. So if you're willing to provide um, free meals at the recreational centers when there is no storm, uh, my God, why wouldn't you do it uh, during that kind of a, a emergency? Uh, so I appreciate that they're doing it.
but it's certainly something we should be doing uh, as a norm and not as uh, something special. Well, just look at my Facebook page. We have superintendent of schools. We have the principals from the area schools that served my area. We had reading coaches to come in. They were reading to the children. They had big, beautiful books, hardback, brand new, no junk, to give to the children along with math packets. It was phenomenal. And this isn't even the exact, my school isn't directly in this area. So um, they really served the children of, of of this area. They, they, oh, it was phenomenal. Well, schools, thank you, guys. Thank you all. Schools need to be the solution to most of the social ills, and we got a lot of social ills right now. Uh, are you uh, <laughs> having to rush off, uh, Regina? I'm right here. Okay. Well, let me ask you, have you heard about the female police officer who shot uh the uh, African American male uh, in the in in his own apartment. I've heard about it, and I'm getting bits and pieces of, of something new. So I'm listening to you guys, Jean Botham Jean, Saint from Saint Lucia Island, the island of Saint Lucia. And yeah, he's buried so, today, uh-huh. I think, or he might be buried today by his mother. But isn't it interesting that he probably came here to America uh, to live out the dream and have a piece of the apple pie, and instead he got a metal bullet from somebody who was supposed to be serving and protecting him? But I'm not sure now. That's why I'm listening to you all. So tell y'all tell me what you've heard. Now I'm hearing that there may have been a, some sort of relationship. Well, I am still not heard that. Uh, I'm not sure who might have said it, uh, but there was suppose a picture she, went, showing them. she parked. She parked on the fourth floor, and instead of her going down to the third floor, uh, she went to the room or uh, the apartment that was just above hers, and uh, that he had a red carpet in front of his door, which she didn't have. And she's tried to suggest that the door was open, uh, but the we've been told that the the doors are self-locking doors. Uh, so if it's a self-locking door, it couldn't have been ajar. So again, uh, my thought has been this man was under no obligation to follow her instructions because he was in he was in his own home, and so uh, you know that. That yelling out command is kind of self-serving uh, for her because he had every right to do what he wanted to do in his own house. Hmm. Well, did you hear today that there was some sort of um, what is it? A war- not warrant, but a search, search something, and a they found marijuana was, in. Right. So again, they're trying to trying to show him in a unfair light when you know he's already been shown to be a, a Christian man and being part of a, a Christian choir 
Mm-hmm. So they wanted to throw a little dirt. And I don't understand how she's only being charged with manslaughter. There's some discrepancy there as opposed to murder. Well, it has been said that she may it may go up to murder, uh, but manslaughter in some instances is a good place to start because it is definitely that. Uh, you have an obligation if you have a gun uh, to do due diligence, and she certainly didn't do any due diligence. She didn't make sure she was at the right apartment. Uh, she didn't make sure uh, that she was uh, pointing her gun at the right person. Uh, so uh, that should be automatic uh, manslaughter, but it could rise to uh, murder uh, over the course of the investigation. Okay. You know for sure that you or Cheryl or myself better not accidentally go to the wrong house or the wrong apartment and shoot somebody because exa- it would be murder. There's so much more to this, and um, I do believe that there was some sort of relationship, not necessarily romantic, but some sort of, of association. Between the two, and I think those that would be interesting to say the least. Uh, Let me uh, let me let's take a break and come back and give you and Cheryl the opportunity to have your final word.
This is Shane T. Deshay, the host of Up, Love and Reflection, brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We hear so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. It is time for us to stand up and be counted, recognize that we cannot wait for others to speak for us. We have to speak for ourselves. It will not change unless we put the pressure needed uh, on those who are in charge uh, to move in the right direction. Uh, Regina, what are your final thoughts this evening? Stop. Just um, let the examples of, of good neighbors that you are going to be seeing on television, let those examples permeate the United States, the heart of the United States, and let's just continue to love each other. James? And my final thoughts this evening, tonight, would be that we want justice for all. We don't want nobody to get away with anything that without serving justice because of who they are or what position that they may have. Um, And, again, with the hurricanes, the storms, and so much that's going on right now, you know, we can all take part. We don't have to necessarily go there physically, but we can find a way to make things happen so that those that are going through these things and reach out to the shelters and to loved ones, those that are in the area. So with that being said, that whatever we do, we can always do more. And Cheryl, thank you so much. I was just talking my head off and didn't, didn't realize I had to it myself. But what I wanted to say uh, in response to what Regina said was, Regina, so many uh, people of white America think uh, people of color somehow want to just uh, take over America and transform it uh, to their liking. But the truth is, we just want America to work for us just like it has been working for them for millions of years. Uh, and maybe I shouldn't say millions, hundreds of years. And we just want to have our own slice of pie and have comfort that our threshold, our car, or our workplace doesn't have to be somewhere we have to fear. I, I totally, I totally agree. I totally agree. So we'll just keep praying. Now we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk again about the subjects that are impacting us as Americans. Take care, everybody. See you tomorrow at 8, excuse me, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to... Oh, let it go. Can't let this thing cold up get away from you. Feel free right now, go do what you want to do. Can't let nobody take it away from you, from me, from we.
I'm walking past the mirror Don't stress through the night at a time But my life ain't worried about if you feel it Got my head on straight, I got the vibe right I ain't gonna let you kill it I'm a lady, so I must stay classy. Gotta keep it high, keep it together. 